Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, hi. How are you, my man? Looking good. Nice shirt you got on there. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I, uh, you know, we've been talking so much and been so wrapped up in the Montana, Montana State football game and kind of what has happened on that. And do you feel like the the forest is lost for the trees at times when you talk about the one game at the end? The, yes. The Cat the Grizz game is... Um, it is a bigger game than the other games. I don't want to hear about this. It's one one of 12 or it's one of 11 or whatever. No, no, no. It isn't. It's more than that. But also, it isn't more than all of it, even though that is sort of what I wrote <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of, in terms of the sea, it, it's huge in the psyche and in the, the lore of the state of Montana and of football and of sports in Montana. But it is not bigger than the season, if that makes sense. And uh, as we sit here, both Montana and Montana's, I mean, how, how crazy is this? After everything that's transpired, Montana State, 9-3, and three, number 5 in the nation, first round bye and a seed. Montana, 9-3, and three, six, number 6 team in the nation, first round seed and a bye. It's even more crazy when you consider that Weber State and Sac State are both 9-3 and three as well. Right. So, you know, it's... How much different would the feeling be to you if the game had been 28-27? My assertions and strong proclamations yesterday were intended to alter this omnipresent and honestly exhausting narrative that lives in this state. It seems to me that so many people that follow this rivalry on both sides of it share the same opinion, and that is that the Grizz are better than the Cats, even when the Cats beat the Grizz. I know Cat fans that think that, and I know Grizz fans that think that. And at the end of the day, when you really just put the facts on the paper, take your emotion out of it, take where you grew out of it, take take where you went to school out of it, Take what your family's lineage and your affiliation with the rivalry, take it all out of it. Look at the actual facts. The teams are the exact same over the last 20 years, except for the Cats are better this decade, period. So there you go. I, I don't know what I don't I don't think my thoughts would have changed if it was 28-27. Just it would have only depended on who won the game. Okay. Now you said that in the in the broad spectrum and the in the view of the rivalry as the rivalry this year and in years past. So I get that. But within the context of this season, in the context of this postseason, which, you're, yes. which we are now entering, right. 
does your opinion change if it's 28-27 as opposed to 48-14? No, because I think that the number one factor coming out of this game is it doesn't matter how you lose, if it's in heartbreaking fashion like two years ago or just a complete shellacking like this last Saturday. If you're going to the playoffs, you got to put it behind you. You just have to. Win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah. This could be, I mean, honestly, what we're seeing right now, if the Grizz use it in the proper positive fashion, it could be the best thing that ever happened to them, and they could go on a run. If the Cats get rest on their laurels, it could be the worst thing that ever happened to them. And if either of those scenarios, if, 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 if the Grizz let it affect them in a negative fashion, then that's why the game is bigger than any of the other games. If Montana gets upset at home in the second round of the playoffs, that's when it's a huge concern what happened in the game. If Montana State gets upset in the first round, at home, in the second round, at home, then it's like you were going to the playoffs anyways. I say the Cats would have lost that game and then got a first-round playoff game, and then they go and rebound and win that game and then go on a little playoff run. That would have been a better scenario in terms of what happens from the game. I want to talk to you about this very thing, this very phenomenon. Montana is going to be playing at 1 o'clock on December 7th at Washington Grizzly Stadium. They're going to be playing either southeastern Louisiana, who is seven and 7-4, but hosting Villanova, who is the more, uh, uh, how can I say it? They, ha- they have the longer lineage in history within the Big Sky Conference, within the Big Sky Conference, nationally when you talk about playoffs, like sure. Villanova does. Right. Still, it's in southeastern Louisiana. In either case, both of these teams are actually pretty good teams. Mm-hmm. You would Definitely always, you would all, Villanova's are in the country. Sure, sure. But you would always expect the home team for Montana or Montana State to be winning that football game. Here's what I want to know, though. It seems to me that coming out of the Montana State game, that the Grizzlies have a chance if they can f- if they can filter that in the right direction to just blow any team that walks into Washington Grizzlies Saturday, uh, December seventh, away. Just just wipe them right off of the map. Or it seems to me that it could be a major struggle and and a one and done scenario where the and it truly is completely tied to what happened on Saturday, and and I don't know. This is one of the great mysteries of coaching and of sports and everything like that in general. I don't know how you try and begin to build out of this thing. I mean, I think it's not, you know, people look at the head coach and say, okay, well, coach, what do you need to do? What does your staff need to do? But you know what? I think it's about the individuals. These kids are kids on one hand, but they're also men. You know, I mean, you're you're talking about 18, 19-year-olds. You're also talking about 21, 22-year-olds. You're talking about guys who have a life of discipline, a life of, you know, practice that they that they did. and it's it's up to the guys and the leaders on the team and the mentality and the makeup of the group in general to be able to manufacture a positive out of a negative like this. And I guess you know time will tell. We'll find out in a week and a half whether whether the Grizzlies are able to do just that. And by the way, it is the coaching staff too. Like it's not it's 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 everybody has to figure out a way to to channel that emotion to create something you know, the, to create something great and to create uh, 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 a catalyst into what is still a, an outstanding football team who's had a great season. I mean, you and I today, we recorded uh, the FCS speculators. Actually, if you take Montana's season as a whole, and this is true, they were better, maybe a little, maybe a lot, but they were better than expectations even for them coming into year number two. And, and that for includes sure. the loss to Montana State. So that's... This team is is we've seen it be as good as it gets. We've seen it be elite, and we've seen it be dominant more than not. And they have an opportunity to, I won't say put this behind them. I don't think I don't think you do that with the with with the rivalry game. But to the narrative isn't done yet on this team, and there's a there's a lot more that you can say about this team. And we'll say, depending on how they deal with this going forward and into a into a playoff game. Well, this takes us right into the all big sky stuff that I want to talk about because what you're saying is absolutely correct. And I think that the ceiling for both of these teams remains exactly where it was the day that the season ended last year, the day that spring ball ended for both programs, the day that fall camp opened, and the day that Cacker is finished. The ceiling for these two teams has been the final four of the FCS playoffs. That is as well as they could hope to do. 
and maybe somebody gets upset and stuff like that. I just don't think that no matter how well these teams perform, I don't think that they're they have the ability to beat James Madison or North Dakota State head to head. I don't, not totally. yet. But I think they could beat anybody else in the country, and that is the well. Here, here's what's amazing though: is if these seeds all hold in the second game, not the it'll be the third round, but just the second game that they play, Montana will go to Weber State and play Ogden, right. and Montana State will go to Sacramento State and play the Hornets. Yep. Two different venues and the exact opposite outcomes. Montana State got shellacked by Sacramento State at home. Now they got to go on the road for retribution. Montana shellacked Weber State at home. Now have to go on the road and try and. Not let the retribution happen, right? And then, I mean, if that were to happen, like, if either of these teams get into the national semifinal, overwhelming, momentous success on the season, period. Like, that, like either one of them, if they both make it to that point, because, again, North Dakota State's not, not just the best team. They are on a tier alone at the top. And James Madison, they are on a tier alone at number two. Yep. So there are gaps. There's no, there's no equals there from anybody in the country as of right now. You just simply can't say that. Now, does that mean that obviously, that, that in a, especially in a one-game scenario, it can't go another team's way? No, but that's those are the facts, man. So if you make it into a game with either one of those teams, you have... <laughs> You have you have gotten to the end for this season, I think, and I think aspirations are higher than that, and should be for both places. But for this year, you know, you get to that spot, and then you see what happens. You see what you're able to do against the best in the nation. The way that you react in sports is one of the key factors in sports. How do you respond from a loss? That's why I love covering this level of football because you're going to lose. And how do you respond from that loss? That's that's a key factor always, especially in FCS football, and. That brings me into the All Big Sky okay, stuff. Okay, it's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. And we will certainly talk obviously about Montana State because Golden State have a much better first-round matchup regardless of who they play in terms of just the matchup, either Albany or Central Connecticut State. So we'll get to that as well. But yes, Coulter, the all-conference stuff came out. Uh, some of it, as you would expect, some of it right, and some of it going, mm, who, who, who or how did the voting? And again, again, it all comes back to the what? The fact that there's 13 teams in an unbalanced conference schedule, and so people don't see everybody play and, and the whole thing again. So we'll start at the beginning. Okay. Here's your honorees for the University of Montana. Samari Torre was a first-team all-league selection at wide receiver. Jerry Louie McGee, a unanimous first-team all-league selection at punt return. Duh. <laughs> right. Dante Olson and Jace Lewis, first-team all-league selections at uh, inside linebacker. Inside linebacker. Yep. Glad, glad to say that we had that one right at Skyline Sports. Sammy Kim, injured the last couple of weeks of the season. He gets second team at wide receiver. Conlon Beaver and Cy Sermon on the offensive line. Jesse Sims at defensive tackle and Robbie Houck at uh, defensive back. And then third team, Marcus Knight, who was also the newcomer of the year in the league. Mm. Angel Villanueva at offensive line, which was sort of surprising, but good for him. I mean, it's not as if he had a bad year. I just didn't think that Montana was going to get three offensive linemen on the list, period. Josh Sandry, third team at defensive back. And then Dalton Sneed, honorable mention at quarterback. I'm burning on this one. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Montana State's honorees, Mitch Brott, first team all league selection at, at offensive line, which I thought was great. One thing worth noting, the coaches picked offensive linemen and defensive backs, not by position, but just by position group. So it's not safety and corner. It's not center so for and tackle. So, for example, three centers were on the first team all league. Mm. I don't know what I think of that because center is a distinctly different position than guard, which is a distinctly different position than tackle. Regardless, yes. Mitch brought Travis Johnson as an all-purpose player, Troy Anderson as an outside linebacker. So I may have spoke to you earlier. I said that he was first-team all-league both ways this year. That's yeah. not true. He was first-team all-league on offense last year. First-team all-league on offense this year. He's still the first on player in conference. Yeah, he's still the first player in conference history to be first-team all-league on both sides of the ball. Amazing. Not in the same year, but still amazing. Josh Hill, the surprise, a first-team All-League selection at inside linebacker. He did make Montana State's defense the best defense in the league the last month of the season upon his return. But he missed time, and I thought it was interesting that he was the pick there. But then Braden Conkle deservedly gets a first-team All-League. And you talk about responding. Braden Conkle got honorable mention last year. He did not shy away from talking about how he thought that was not correct and how that was a huge motivating factor for him. And he's also first-team All-Conference press conference. No doubt. Lewis Kidd. 
offensive guard, and then Derek Marks, defensive tackle, Bryce Sturk at defensive end. Second team all-league picks for the Cats, Kevin Cassis, Taylor Tuiasa-Sopo, Chase Benson, and Amadri Williams on the third team, and then Jared Padmas as a punter. So, let's start at the beginning. I got to talk about Bryce Sturk first and foremost. The only are, first of all, let's talk about how this, these teams are selected. Coach, I learned something today. This, coaches nominate players, and they all they have a conference call. I'm not sure if it's actually a conference call or how it works now, what the form of communication is, but they have they get together in some sort of electronic fashion and they vote on this stuff. But I did not know this until today. If you are the co-league champion, you get automatic slots on the first team. Mm. So if you're Weber State and Sacramento State, you get four slots on each the first team, all league, offense and defense. I did not know that until today. That being said, that's significant. That's the number one reason why Bryce Turk is on the second team. Right. Because Jonah Williams from Weber State was the co-MVP of the league with Dante Olson of the University of Montana. That, oh, I, I, should, I should say the individual awards first and foremost. Kevin Thompson from Sac State, the Offensive Player of the Year, thought that was correct. Dante Olson shared Defensive Player of the Year with Jonah Williams, defensive end from Weber State. Marcus Knight, the Newcomer of the Year. The Freshman of the Year was Nick Eaton from UC Davis, which I thought that's definitely slam dunk. Absolutely, that should have been the case. But uh, because George Obina from Sac State was one of the four that was slated for for the Hornets after their league championship, and Jonah Williams was one of the four slated for Weber State, it left no spot for Bryce Sturk. But my arguments here are twofold. First of all, you could argue that Bryce Sturk stacked his stats in the non-conference, which is true. He had three and a half sacks against Norfolk State, who was not a good team. He had eight sacks in the non-conference. That said, he did have two of those sacks against Southeast Missouri State, who's the number 12 team in the country this week. And even with him having eight sacks not in conference play, he still had six sacks in conference play, which is as many sacks as Jonah Williams has this season. (laughs) Jonah Williams had three of his six and a half sacks against Nevada, so not even in conference play. He had two more against Southern Utah. So five of this guy's six and a half sacks this season came in two games, including one against the worst team in the league. Jonah Williams is a big, strong, formidable guy. He does not make anywhere close to the amount of plays in the backfield that Bryce Sturk makes. He does not make anywhere close to the impact on a game. Bryce Sturk not only has a bunch of sacks, he's got tackles for loss. He's got, he has almost 50 solo tackles this year as a, a guy who switched spots before the season, every measurable way to to measure a first-team All-Big Sky player, whether it's the eye test, the talent level, the motor, the effort, the production, what he does to affect a game plan, Bryce Dirk is the best player on the edge of any player in the Big Sky Conference, period. To tell me he's not first-team All-League, I don't care if you have an automatically slotted Weaver State or an automatically slotted Sac State. Those guys deserve it, too. You should make a third DN spot. It's just stupid that he's not a first-team All-League player. He's a first-team all-league talent. There's no question. There's no question. And the fact that this guy's going to end his career at Montana State with back-to-back second-team all-league selections, despite leading the conference in sacks and tackles for loss two years in a row, it's just embarrassing for the league. Well, if he goes and wins the buck, that'll be something. Huh? It's, it's just like it's just like when we had I had forgotten about this, but we had Brock Coyle on our show last Friday, yep. former University of Montana linebacker, who then went on to not only play in the NFL but start for the San Francisco 49ers. Got a second can- second contract as a linebacker. Started games for the San Francisco 49ers. I didn't even I had for I had not I, a good defense. I had blacked it out of my mind because it would it made me so mad years ago. <laughs> but David put on our notes, our producer put on our notes. The Brock Coyle was an honorable mention all-league pick when he was a junior and a second-team all-league pick when he was a senior. He was, he was the best linebacker on his team without question. He was also the best inside linebacker in the league without question. But two guys from his own team that played linebacker got first team, and he did not. That's insane. The other thing that people got to understand is about the way these coaches do this is not only do they have slated slots, but a lot of times you only have, I don't know, again, I don't know if they still do the conference call, but you used to only have a certain amount of time to lobby for your guys. Hmm. So if you're going all in, like last year, Jeff Choate went all in to lobby for Troy Anderson to be a first-team all-conference guy. Put him in whatever position you want, you have to vote him first-team all-conference, which was the truth. Because of that, he didn't have as much time to argue for Mitch Brott, mm-hmm. for Tyrone Fano, mm-hmm. for Tucker Yates. So that stuff, it just grinds my gears so much because I think that you just you just have to 
recognize the most talented dudes. Yeah. Just play Jeff Choate. Yeah, Jeff Choate had, had a lot to say on this, or, well, little to say on this anyway. So here you go. Here's Jeff Choate on the old Big Sky Conference selections. You look at the defense, and I mean, there's some great players on the defensive line, and it's kind of like everybody kind of edged each other out. But I think it's awesome that Troy gets recognized as one of the best players in this league. I mean, I think he's one of the best 11, and so he deserves to be a first-team uh, player. And Josh Hill, what an awesome honor for him. I think that speaks to how many people uh, really respect his game and how he went about his business. And he was dominant uh, in league games over the last six weeks of the season. And so uh, I think very deserving of that. And Braden Conkle, obviously kind of our enforcer in the back end. And I've said it for a number of years. I think he's one of the best open field tacklers in the conference. And so for him to be recognized on the first team is very, very meaningful. Uh, you know, obviously, in a large league like this, man, it's, I think there's a lot of guys that get left out. I mean, for a guy that's one of the recognized as one of the best defensive players in the country to only be second team and Bryce Sturt, but uh, his numbers are, you know, eye-popping. But there's some good players at, at Weber State, and there's some good players at Sac State. And so that kind of, uh, when those guys all stack up in the same position, it kind of tears the votes apart. And so uh, the one thing that Sac State and Weber State had the advantage on us in, as first-place teams, they got more selections. They got automatic selections. And so that kind of started to skew things so uh, their top vote getters automatically get they get I think it was four you'd have to look at it yeah. you can, but it, I think they got four slots on each team automatically because they were co-conference champions and so um, I don't think that diminishes Bryce's importance to us and uh, to our team and, and uh, certainly uh, he's deserving of recognition Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, you understand, again, kind of why it happens. But like you said, I mean, is there not a way... First of all, there needs to be a way to just weigh some certain things together. Yes. Montana's offensive line was much improved this year. Absolutely. I certainly believe that Angel Villanueva, Cy Sermon, and Conlon Beaver all deserve some sort of all-league recognition. To say that any of those three guys should be ranked ahead of any person on Montana State's offensive line is just incorrect. Yeah. It's flat not right. The Grizz had a, had probably the fifth or sixth best offensive line in the league, which is a gigantic jump from having 10th or 11th last year. The Cats have the best offensive line in the league. There's no way you can convince me that Taylor Tuiasasopo and Lewis Kidd don't deserve to be over anywhere from the University of Montana or anybody else. How how do the Cats lead the league in rushing by almost 600 yards and they only have one first-team guy and no second-team guys? I'm not saying those guys should have been up as the first team. They should have been on the second team, though. You can't tell me that three of the ten best offensive linemen don't play for the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. So uh, the other thing, we don't want to make this all about the Cats because the Grizz got some legitimate things too. Sammy Akem got hurt. I get it. But at the same time, to say that J.J. Koski from Cal Poly is better than him is just wrong. That's yeah. not correct. But <laughs> it is incorrect, yes. But also, it's not just the Montana guys. And I'm not trying to say just the proximity bias. You watch Jeff Cotton. How do you say a guy that plays for a triple option team, no matter what yards per catch he averages, is better than Jeff Cotton? Not possible. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Get over the stats. Just look at the eye test. Who are the best-looking receivers in the league? Sammy Kim, Samari Torrey, Jeff Cotton, Brandon Porter from NAU. That's it. That's it. That's all. Pierre Williams from Sac State certainly maybe in the mix. Not J.J. Costa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and the other, the other thing, too, is it does matter. I mean, Josh Gordon, in his absolute prime, uh, was an absolute revelation, not just because he was doing it, but where he was doing it. If you're right. catching 1,500 yards from who knows who the guy is for the Cleveland Browns, you got to be the best wide receiver ever. No doubt. There's some guys who are catching who are hugely productive in some 
less than ideal circumstances in this league. And I know we got to get out, but Which, I, the, the last one I have to absolutely burn on just for a second is the fact that Dalton Snead got honorable mention all league. I know crazy. he got hurt, and like David was arguing with me, our producer was arguing with me, he didn't play like spectacularly. He was a spark against Idaho, but was not like this crazy world beater. He had played poorly against Sac State in the one in the loss, and then he was very pedestrian against Montana State. Okay, all those things go into it. But on the other hand, Dalton Snead straight up won Montana four games earlier this year. He was straight up the best player in the league for a month. Yeah, and, and and you can lobby all this, all that. I get the arguments against it, but at the end of the day, if you're going to say that quarterback playing quarterback is all about winning, Dalton Snead helped his team win at a higher level than any other quarterback in the conference this year, except for Kevin Thompson. Yeah. Therefore, to tell me that an NAU team that only beat three Division One opponents, I don't care that Case Cookus leads the FCS in passing yards. Right. What are they worth? He won no games for his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Eric Berrier, okay. They went 7-5, to five, so they had a winning record. So you could at least say, okay, Berrier's the mechanism. I can't, I get him being third team. Dalton Snead's second team. He's yeah. second team. Yeah. For his leadership, his winning, everything. I, I totally agree. The, the one other guy, Coulter, that I th- – this gets overlooked a lot – the best punter by far that I watched this season was Adam Wilson. And the second best was who? Jared Padmas. Both of them. Neither of them are even on the list. Jared Padmas got honorable mention, and Adam Wilson got nothing. Like, I get DJ Arnson, okay, but as you said, he's punting on the moon. You get a little better carry when there is no gravity. I mean, that's the way it works down there at NAU. How does Point, Adam but, Wilson not get honorable mention? Or I mean, I mean, I it, it's my first team all they got. It, on my it, selections, I had him first team. It's it's beyond comprehension. So anyway, Adam Wilson, we've been watching, my friend, and and uh, and Jared Padmos as well. I mean, at least he got it in in the place kicking game. But Adam Wilson is a specialist who is the best at what he does. What was the total return yards on this season for the Grizz punt team? Like twenty eight. I mean. What what more do you need to know than well, that? And Jared Padmas, as a punter, gave up 1.4 yards per return, the second least amount of return yards in the league, and then also, in terms of overall distance, ranked fifth in the country. It's crazy. The combination of that, you have to be all big sky. Man, I don't know, man. I could burn on this forever, but at the end of the day, to me, if you play for a team that sucks, you do not deserve to be nominated. There's a first-team all-league kid on from NAU on the first-team defense. That's not right. Yeah. If you give up 60 points to Idaho, you if Mesa Petrino, God bless his soul, <laughs> those were 550 yards against you and you play corner, you're eliminated from all league nomination, period. It's T-Tail Nuanas, 102.90 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break uh, on the other side. The Montana Grizzlies, home basketball game. Good to get back and get in the win calling for the Montana Grizzlies as they were able to beat Texas Southern. We'll tell you about that game. We'll also get you set for Montana State uh, versus Colorado Christian tonight. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. The high school football season came to a close this weekend. We got five new state champions in an overfull capacity in Naranchi Stadium in Butte Friday night. The Bulldogs battled the Bozeman Hawks to a 14-14 tie at the break, but the visitors used a bruising running game in the second half to outscore their opponents 35-14 and roll to a 49-28 win for the Class State AA title. Bozeman senior and Grizz commit Asher Croy rushed for 333 yards on 33 carries in the win. 
and three touchdowns. In Class A, Miles City beat Hamilton and Laurel took down Dillon in the state semifinals to set up an all-Eastern final. And in the first home state championship since 1995 in Miles City, the Cowboys finished off the season on top, forcing four Laurel turnovers and cruising to a 35-7 win. The Cowboys now hold a record 10 Class A titles. In Class B, Manhattan took down favored Fairfield in the semis to earn the right to host, but couldn't hold serve against Eureka, who won 20-6. Hank Dunn scored all three touchdowns for the Lions as Eureka won its third state championship in the last four seasons. Fairview had 12 seniors on its Class C eight-man roster and used that depth to earn the first state title in school history, dismantling Alberton Superior 70-6, and in six-man, Jordan finished on top, topping Weibo 70-14. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. The Montana Grizzlies had up a couple of basketball games, which hasn't happened very often under Coach Travis DeCure. They got back in the win column last night, and Montana State returns to Bozeman for the first time in quite a while. A bunch of road trips for the Bobcats. It is 2 Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon as we... Have a short week here. want to remind everybody, Thursday and Friday, Coulter and I, well, we will be in a food coma somewhere on a couch, eyes half, gla- eyes half glazed over. It's like the basted turkey, you know? You get too much of that turkey, and then your eyes just do the same thing with the turkey, and you're just out. Uh, anyways, uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving, and we will catch you again on Monday. But don't worry. We got today. We got tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll get it all in here. Uh, if uh, we are broadcasting, by the way, through the uh, from the Kirst Polaris Studios, Kirst Polaris at twenty nine oh four West Broadway and Missoula Highway eighty three in Sealy, and uh, they have their seventh annual snow day. It's one day only. It's December the seventh. It's a week from Saturday at Kurtz Polaris, ten a.m. to four p.m. They got a uh, free lunch for you, food, everything, and the best sales of the entire year. One day only at Kurtz Polaris. Um, Coulter, the Montana Grizzly men's basketball team got back in the win column last night uh, over uh, a very good Texas Southern team. Uh, 74-62 the final. Saeed Pridgett, 19.7 boards, 4 assists. Kendall Manuel also added 15 points and 6 rebounds. Timmy Falls, who by the way started in this game, uh, which I thought was, you know, notable uh, and uh, and got the, got the start, had 11 points, 4, uh, four rebounds and 3 assists. Uh, they will play Coppin State next Friday, but a 74-62 win. The Grizzlies' culture at one point in the second half of this basketball game made 11 straight shots. I mean, that's a nice way. You know, coaches always talk about you got to go on runs by playing defense. You know, you got to make stops on the defensive end, and it feels to a certain extent like in basketball, you're a little more in control defensively, odd as that is to say. I mean, they say great offense beats great defense. That's true. I mean, you can't stop a perfect shot, but also... Some shots are just not going to go. So you can't just expect to just keep going and putting bucket after bucket in. But when it happens, it's the turning point. Because this was a a close game at halftime, and the Grizzlies uh, came out and really separated themselves in the second half. You know, I was at this game, Coulter. I mean, I don't want to, you know, like put all my problems on on everybody out there in the community. But, you know, we went. We took the family down there, had the kids, the whole thing. I'm getting ready. I even had the recorder go talk to the coaches afterwards, you know. Middle of the second half, we got we got a sick kid in the bathroom doing what you do when you're sick in the bathroom. And uh, that's a quick way to bring family night to a close. You know what I mean? You go, all right, back to the minivan troops. We are out of here. So it was a short night for us. I uh, did get to watch the rest of the game when I got home, so that's good. Uh, but uh, a, a big win for Montana, who, by the way, is now just 2-4 and four on the season. Now, they have played three High major schools all Stanford, on the road. Washington and Arkansas. That's right. Uh, but obviously the the still glaring sort of result of the schedule thus far was their 74-72 loss to Montana Tech. But to get a Division One win at home against Texas Southern, this is actually a big non-conference night for Montana to get back in the, in the win column. Have you seen Texas Southern's schedule? <laughs> No, I have not. I must well, they say. haven't played a home game yet. Well, that's harder. Uh, they have been at San Diego State, at Wichita State, at South Dakota, 
at Arkansas, at Northern Kentucky, at Montana. They get their first home game, but it's not a home game. It's a neutral site game against Lamar in the home state of Texas. Then they got to play at Gonzaga, at Nevada, at Oregon, at Arizona State, at Texas A&M. That's impossible. That is a that is impossible. You want to know how? You want to know why with the, the stratification in Division One basketball? Like there's a, there's a lot of complaining around the Big Sky Conference about how the, the better teams can't get games, and I, I'm all about it. Yeah. Boise State's probably never going to come to Missoula again after Montana beat them last time. Gonzaga will not come here. No way. Montana could go there, but Gonzaga will not come to Missoula. No way. Yeah. But you got to remember, with 340-plus Division I teams, there are schools like Texas Southern that truly cannot play home games. They have one home game. Yeah, it it is. It's crazy. Uh, And, uh, you know, I guess you do what you got to do. And Texas Southern, I mean, they're, you know, it's not like they're, they're a known and even playing basketball at Texas Southern for decades, if not a cent over a century down. There. I mean, they're a long-standing institution, part of the SWAC conference, and uh, and it's tough, man. If you can't do it at home for Montana last night, though, uh, Josh Vasquez, as we mentioned, did not have the start. Uh, Timmy Falls did. Vasquez still played 28 minutes. Timmy Falls though had 35 and and had a good night uh, overall. Still had five turnovers, but didn't end up, uh, as you mentioned there, four rebounds and 11 points total on the night for Timmy Falls. The other guy who I thought is definitely worth noting, noting but Jared Samuelson was in the game last night uh, and played 14 minutes for the Grizzlies. Obviously, I, I don't I can, I can, don't think I'm aware of another situation where a guy played a year, transferred out of a school, and then grad transferred back into the school that he had left originally. And we're aware, too, that he, he did not leave on terms that were primarily about the University of Montana or, uh, you know, obviously a, a problem internally. I think it was more external stuff. And so when he had the opportunity to come back, he did. But an interesting deal to see him, you know, on the floor last night. And you need, I mean, this is not a team that's got a ton of size, and it is a team that has a ton of youth. So for him to be a, you know, at least a forward-ish size guy who can play in the painted area and also be a senior, a grad, you know, a grad transfer type of guy, I think that's really big for Montana. And is he going to be, you know, a leader, and again, for, for basically everybody outside of Saeed Pridget, nobody else really knows, you know, they haven't played with him, so he's a new face and stuff like that, but to have a veteran presence and a guy who knows how to play some basketball, I think that's good for this team in general, and it was good to see him out there, and he, you know, is going to get, he's going to take a little time to work back into it, but uh, but but did, but did get some minutes and, and played relatively well. Text from a loyal listener. This yes. is a good point. Said that uh, Texas that that schedule pays for their entire athletic budget. No football. I don't know if that's actual of truly confirmation of fact, but there is a lot, a lot, a lot of money being made when you're talking about all those. I mean, every single one of those games is a max money game. So you're talking about 110 grand mm-hmm. to the tune of 13 or 14 of them. Right. I mean, you can look at it two ways, right? You got you can really hard it really hard to build a loyal following when no you doubt. don't have any home games. Yeah. But also talk about being battle tested when you're going into the swack. No. You're not playing anybody <laughs> like Gonzaga. Yeah, no doubt. And they do have football, by the way, in Texas Southern, but but to your point, I mean it's it's uh they're getting the, they're getting a ton of uh of of Money and I, I don't have a ton of money, but they are they are on the the right side of the money when they're playing all those road games. But like you said, I mean it's it's tough to do. I mean this is a team that's got what one win on the season in uh, Texas Southern, and how do you go about trying to you know get through all of that when you're uh, when you got that uh, uh, when you're on the road all the time. Even in state, man. Like, I mean, okay, Texas is huge, man. You could go on the road in Texas and be like traveling halfway across the country, depending on where you go. Uh, by the way, we do want to do this right now. We got f- a pair of tickets for you for Friday's Grizz game. The Montana Grizzlies at home against Coppin State, uh, and another you know big game as this young team continues to develop. Fun team to watch, man. There's a ton of talent on this team and young talent. And if you haven't been to a game yet, you should go. I mean, you should go watch Kyle Owens, watch Josh Vasquez, watch several of these you know young kids who are uh, in the early stages of their career and uh, and watch them develop. But they're they're a fun team and. 
they're not they have not played well right now. Okay, this has been a young team that has played in fact badly and then at other times played well but against really good competition. But this is a team that you can see the talent on it and what the potential of it could be. And uh and heck, when it's for free, you might as well go. So 329-1899, 329-1899. We got two tickets for you right now to the Grizzly Coppin State game on Friday. Well, I don't know how many good players there's been in the big sky the last two years. Just look at what's going on with all the teams around the league. Montana's not the only ones that are trying to rebuild and reload. Weber State is just terrible right now. Mm. Weber State got destroyed last night by Wright State, but they've not been good. I mean, they were down by 50 to Utah State. Honestly, the the, the team that's been the best of the sort of quote-unquote blue bloods has been Montana State so far. And the... Other team that I think people need to be on the lookout for. We've seen them in all their glory at the Big Sky Tournament ruining every bracket the last two years in Southern Utah. Mm. Southern Utah has just been pretty up and down in the regular season. Then they go to the tournament and they just beat two teams that are way higher seeded than them and they ruin the whole thing. And they play in the What happens every time we watch Southern Utah in the tournament? We watch them, they win, and we go, well, yeah, of course they of won. Of course they won. They Look had at them. seven tallest, strongest players on the floor were all on their team. And then you go, well, how is this like a six-win conference team? Or like, whatever. You know, what's going on here? By the way, uh, I, I didn't I, I didn't put it together till right now, though. But Johnny Jones is the head coach of Texas Southern, Coulter. And I saw, I saw him, you know, at the game, and I was like, oh, maybe he must have been the head coach of Texas Southern for... For 50 years. Like, I know who this guy is. Well, it's his first year as a head coach. He was on the Nevada Wolfpack staff last year, but he spent the last five years before that as a head coach at LSU and specifically Ben Simmons. It was the saga, you know, where Ben Simmons went to LSU, played for Johnny Jones, and now uh, and now he's at Texas Southern after that didn't go all that well. So, all right. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, Montana State, they play tonight. They've been playing well here early in this portion of the season. Danny Sprinkles' first year as a head coach. We'll get into that and also a rip session next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It's Thanksgiving. You got family in town. Maybe you're headed someplace. Maybe you got. Maybe you're going to a, you know a family's place or whatever. By Friday night, you know if you all get together on Wednesday night or Thursday morning. By Friday night, you might go. You know what? Time for me to head on down to the Adams Center. <laughs> I think I think I need just a couple hours of uh, of popcorn and Chris basketball. It's, it's funny because the like every Thanksgiving of my adult life, I've been sitting there either writing playoff preview stories because yep, yep, one of the yep. teams is at home, or coaching firing stories, or coaching search potential hiring stories. Mm. And I lamented yesterday that my mother is so mad at me for always being on my computer all day on Thanksgiving. But it is a little bit nice of a reprieve from the uh, family activities. Let me ask you this. 2 Tale New One is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, Saturday, December 7th, has their 7th annual snow day. One day only, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Best sale of the entire year at Kurtz Polaris. Uh, if you... you know, And you got, you know, you got your, your, your brother, your sister-in-law, your nephew... And and then a, more family out there, okay. But you know your mom, and so forth. How long, legitimately, if you didn't have the work to do, you're going to sit down and just like carry on a conversation with an individual? It's, that's an interesting question. Uh, 
you know, I feel very fortunate that my brother and I have lived together for most of our adult right. lives, and like now we don't per se, but I still go to Bozeman twenty five to thirty weekends a year. Well, so and I he's here a, a, a fair bit too. I, I don't, I don't ever even miss my brother because yes. I don't, I see him all the time. We hang out as much as we probably would hang out unless we lived in like the same house together again. And you live, you and live in I the same town. My, I, I, I haven't seen my mom as much this football season because I've just been so busy. Mm-hmm. But I do see, you know, I always try to see her at least once a week. And, you know, my brother's wife's parents, they live right up the street from me. I actually see them as much as anybody because they're, they, you know, they're kind of out and about a lot. And, and uh, you know, they have a big house. They're always hosting barbecues and stuff. I do look forward to see, I don't have grandparents. Mm-hmm. My grandparents all died of natural causes, mostly. Like my mother's father, when I was negative 30 years old, I mean, yeah. she, he died when she was a little Very girl. young, yeah. And the rest of my grandparents, they all died when I was a kid. My last living grandmother was, I mean, how old was I when my grandma died? I mean, I must have, I, I, well, I don't know, I was not I was not very old. Yeah. So I really appreciate other people's grandparents that are, like, related to me through marriage and stuff like that. Like, my yeah. sister-in-law's grandparents, I love those people. And I yeah. don't see them that much. So I will sit there and talk to, to them, them for a long time. About the old days. Yeah, I mean, it does matter who it is. It is that is a fair point. My That's the nice thing about seven, having a, My mother tells me I was 17 when my last see, grandma, some people don't died. want a big crowd over there. But my thought is this. Look, you're going to get some chaos with the big crowd. You know, we're going to have bunches of kids, bunches of adults, the whole thing. But the upside of that is... If you need to navigate out of one room and into a different room, you know, there's cause. You know, there's that's like, why I like the big you know, gatherings, though, because you can have all the That's what I'm saying. Yep, and yep, then you yep. don't maybe get, you know, pinned down by by uh, Uncle Rico in the corner. You know what I mean? Uh, Coulter, now don't, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Not yet. Why? We're, We're talking about Montana State. We got to talk about the Cats okay, for a second. Okay, they're playing Colorado Christian. They're going to win. Let's rip some cards. Montana State is 4 and 2 on the year. Uh, they have played very, very well. Uh, they, uh, beat Yellowstone Christian. They lost to the number, call it 18 team in the nation, Utah State, by just eight points in the second game, which was, they were ahead in that game with five minutes to go. Then they win their next four, including three on the road at University of North Carolina Greensboro, including against UNCG in a game winner that was the number one play of the night, thank you very much, on ESPN Sports Center Top 10. I mean, that's pretty good from Harold Frey and the guys there. They did drop their last one at Grand Canyon, but they return home tonight. I couldn't be more impressed, though, with with the way this team is playing, the new parts to it. And Danny Sprinkle has, if nothing else, pushed a release valve, it seems to me, on this team in terms of what he said he was going to do in the offseason, but they're playing that way with that freedom and uh, uh, you know, and just letting it rip. And also, Harold Frey being unquestionably the point guard, making it all happen offensively, the fluidity of this offense right now has been very impressive to me. And they're playing at a level that, it, you know, for, for what you're seeing out of Weber State, for what you've seen out of Montana thus far with the young kids and stuff like that, this is a team that's playing better than expectations here just six games in. Certainly less growing pains still have a lot to be determined. I have no idea if these teams that they've actually played or beaten are actually any good. I mean, UNC Greensboro has been in the tournament in the past, but other than that, I mean, Tennessee Tech, I have no idea. Maybe they should just resoundingly win that game. I really sure. have no clue. They have a three-game homestand coming up. We'll have a little bit But, I mean, bit Appalachian State as well. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, because sure. of their football program, you don't know a dang thing about the basketball program. Not one. I mean, that, no one does. That's no, true. No but, one out here. but athletic departments that are good are generally pretty mm, good. Maybe. I mean, it's, not, it's certainly not true across the board. I mean, the Ellis, cats. The cats are pretty good in football, and they're pretty mediocre. And the other side, they're really good at women's basketball. Yeah, better okay. at volleyball this year than. Here's a, here's a straight tangent. Here's an anomaly and a terrible thing for you. The Big Sky Conference <laughs> volleyball tournament starts on Thursday. Yeah, think of that. Why? It's Thanksgiving. You're like blazed right. over. You're like, why? Why is that a bad thing? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did yeah, trust three me. minutes on the Thanksgiving. The people that are working no at sports information and announcing these games are not very pleased with the state of affairs. I'm sorry. Started on Friday. Yeah, well, or, or next week or whatever. I right? don't know. Zootown Sports Cards, corner of Higgins and South Avenue. I got some Panini Prisms here. Also, if you give us a call right now, 329-1899, we got a little gift pack of cards for you. We're giving away sports cards. Also, Montana State, as should be noted, is really good at track and field as well. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, your premise was only right when it's right. It's just not... Now, no, I'm just right saying often men's basketball and football, if there's if programs are really good. Why, why is that? Huh? Why is that? Because there's an investment because put of on, money. on the whole thing. Which yes. is why FBS football is irrelevant. 
Case closed. Oh, for crying out loud. Listen to you. Tell the people what they're going to win. Here, uh, you're going to pack a little gift pack from Zootown Sports Cards, which is great. You can buy these for Christmas and Thanksgiving or whatever holidays coming up. we got a couple packs. I think they actually have some Panini, Panini Prisms and some of those Panini Contenders. Show them guests. Show them the Contenders. Contenders. So if you just call right now, we got a little gift pack are for these, you. Call are these th- players that aren't any good? Is that what's going to happen here? <laughs> no. Oh, call, yeah, James Harden. Call 329-1899 right now. we got a little gift pack for you. From Zootown Sports Cards. I love these football cards, man. These are... These you, got, you got football cards and yeah. you gave me basketball cards, huh? Well, can I open that that one last time? Oh, yeah? And okay. I just wanted you to see them. They're sweet. Well, uh, little Clinton Portis throwbacks. Little Cl- Baker Mayfield. Um, I got... I got Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard and James Harden. So these are these packs don't have anybody in them. <laughs> You're looking for the insert, though. Neither one of us got an insert in these packs, though. Is that an insert? Oh, yeah. That's an insert. Show the camera. Rudy Gobert. Nice, dude. Insert. Love Rudy Gobert. And so Would have loved to have gotten a Joe Ingles. I know though. we're up against it, but for those wondering about collection, collecting, when you get an insert, so like right here, Baker Mayfield, this is a firework. So this is, this is more rare than just the normal card. So this is worth a little bit more money. And if you have like a the Rudy Gobert, the guys that are international players, they have really big value because basketball is a global game, right, Gus? And the like, like right now, Luka Doncic cards are just blowing up. They're they are skyrocketing in value. Doncic, David reminds me. Yes, I, I'm. I, I, hung out, I hung out with Brian Fish a lot. Okay, I have a hard time pronouncing <laughs> basketball players' names. I actually saw Big Fish on the uh, on the. Uh, ESPN. Georgia was playing Michigan State. and He's uh, on the staff at Georgia. Yeah, right? man. Yeah. Super cool. Also got Devontae Freeman, special edition. So, anyways, 329-1899. Win yourself some cards. And if you don't win, still going down to Zootown Sports Cards. They got all sorts of sweet memorabilia. It's great for stocking stuffers for your kids, your adolescents, or even your 32-year-old sons. Hint, hint, Mom. Hour two, straight ahead. FCS speculators. A look around the big sky. Two. Two coaches not being retained in uh, Big Sky Conference football as of right now. We'll tell you who and where and what might come of it next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 